0: Wednesday, August 17th, 2022, Memorial Hall. I'd like to make a motion to be open the meeting. I'll second. We'll do a roll call. David?
1: Aye. Jim? Aye.
0: Kathy? Aye. And I'm an aye. we would like to make a motion that we accept uh, Mr. Amrine to attend remotely. I'll Can second. I- David?
2: Aye. Jim? Aye.
0: Kathy? Aye. And I'm an aye. Uh, item number one will be continued. Uh, they've requested to be moved to, the dis- to September 7th meeting. So I'd like to make a motion that we open item number two, which is 1177 R Pleasant Street, Wardwell Road. I'll second. David?
3: Aye. Kathy?
0: Aye. Joe? Jim? Aye. And I'm an aye. Good evening, Mr. Stady.
4: Good evening, Madam Chair. I'm very pleased to be here tonight. Uh, for the record, uh, it's Attorney Richard Stady of Canton, Mass. As I think you know, uh, with me tonight, I'm representing South Shore Development LLC. Mr. Paul Feldman and his son Ryan are in attendance, and also with me also is the engineer Tim Power from Norwood, Mass., who will be presenting some information as well. Um, we may want note for the record that proper notice was given uh, to the town boards and to the Board of Health and also to all the neighbors and abutters. I have copies I'll submit when I'm done speaking to save time of the uh, receipts, and I know the green cards were sent back to this office as well. But these are all the receipts that were sent out in accordance with our bylaw. I think this plan is one, though, uh, that is um, kind of special in that we began talking about this when the weather was a lot colder. We've actually been dealing with this since a couple of days after New Year's, Uh, right, Paul? I think we were on the ground on the site. We sent out an invitation to as many neighbors as we could. We had some hot chocolate back then and some little munchkins. We had a great meeting, explained what we wanted to do, explained uh, that we were here for them in case they had any concerns, and um, actually uh, listened very carefully to things that they, you know, wanted to uh, talk about, walked the site even though it was a little bit of snow, and we've tried to be as transparent as possible throughout the whole process as well. Uh, so it's been good in terms of getting dialogue and input from neighbors as we've worked our way through this project. Uh, this is a definitive plan that provides for just three lots to be built on approximately five acres of upland uh, on this site. Uh, the address, as strange as it sounds, but the proper address at the present time is 1177 Our Pleasant Street. Uh, we hope someday we'll change that to a, a more proper address. Uh, especially when we're talking to Chief Duty about the confusion itself with that, so we, we will obviously address that properly when the time comes in the 911 committee. Um, the lots, in terms of zoning, do meet or exceed all the lot size requirements for a single residence B district. Uh, they do, in terms of front setback, side yard, rear yard, and all of the zoning factors, will be completed. As part of our due diligence in terms of our process, we did take time over the last six or seven months to meet with various town officials. It's been very again, very helpful, Uh, starting with the building commissioner, Mr. Walsh. Uh, We had a very productive meeting with uh, fire chief duty and I believe a letter was sent, which I can submit if you don't have it uh, on our behalf, explaining his positions and his um, uh, his concurrence that we did have a proper turning radius and in terms of fire hydrant locations and water supplies and so on. I did send a copy also to Tom Houston as a courtesy. Uh, we also had communications with Chief Rappity, our new chief, uh, the DPW and the Conservation Commission. So in all in regard uh, proper notice was given communications been uh, forthcoming. And we're very appreciative of the board's cooperation with us uh, on this project. Special note, we want to thank Mr. Houston also for his uh, speedy response to our comments and to our plan. Uh, we are working diligently to respond to them. We don't have those tonight but we obviously aim to get those back to him in a very timely manner. For submissions for the record, uh, Madam Chair and board members, we wanna make sure we note for the record that there was a definitive subdivision plans prepared by PVI site design dated June 28, 2022, the 13 sheets we do expect to be very shortly based on some initial comments, but that's all we have on the record right now. There's a stormwater design narrative for the proposed subdivision designed by PVI site design dated June 15 Uh, there's a letter of transmittal which again verifies proper uh, delivery of all the important forms and including uh, notwithstanding form C D and E Uh, the checklist was submitted uh, to the board for their record Uh, operation and maintenance plan was submitted and also we're probably going to be looking at that and making some revisions per the suggestions of uh, the town consultant. And uh, I would say significant time will be expended in looking at and uh, making some changes, perhaps some tweaks on the stormwater management, as again pointed out uh, by our very able consultant. Uh, there are waivers we're going to need for this to uh, take place. Uh, we are preparing that list, and uh, I think what I'd like to do with your permission is turn that in at the second meeting, if that's all right, only because some of the waiver requests. They're kind of on the fence that so we may be able to work away in a different manner, but uh, at the moment, you know, we do have. We know we need a requesting a waiver for the reduced right of way. Uh, there's something about the dead end streets. There's something about street lighting we want to talk about. Um, there's something about the curb in terms of using a alternate uh, method rather than granite curbing, which has happening before, and uh, a few other things. But uh, all in all, I feel you know this is a small project. Uh, with the housing shortage that we all know our town and other towns are facing, uh, this will help a little bit. The homes that we are projecting to build uh, will be more sized size. Um, and uh, obviously, uh, we feel that it's a very marketable project uh, that we can go forward on. So, with your permission, if I could, could I introduce Tim Power to go over a few things as well? Certainly, him. And some. take any Thank questions you. you might have. Thank, Thank you very much.
5: Hi. You don't need to turn it on, it's on. It's on. Okay, great. Uh, uh, So, again, thank you, Richard, for the introduction. Uh, Tim Power with PVI Site Design, uh, located out of Norwood. This is my first official project in Canton, so happy to be here right down the street. Uh, So, uh, I'm going to give a brief overview of the project uh, and some of the design elements. As Richard said, we got Mr. Houston's comments. Uh, I don't see anything alarming there to me, just some more detail. Uh, in, in there. I have some questions that I'll uh, address to Tom just to clarifications. But uh, uh, So uh, the overview, obviously, is, is three lots. Uh, lots one and two are uh, a little over an acre, almost two, I'm sorry, lots one and three are a little over an acre and almost two acres. Lot two uh, is 17 acres, but that's because behind what you see here off this page is the whole bunch of wetlands that goes off to Beaver Meadow, uh, so that's included in lot two. Uh, But really the buildable areas you see here, and it's it's all around uh, an acre size of of uplands, uh, plus or minus, uh, that's there. (coughs) Um, Utilities, well, I'm sorry, the roadway design, uh, we are uh, following the standards for a lane uh, on this road. So a 24-foot wide uh, paved area. Uh, One of the waivers we're requesting is the reduction in right-of-way width uh, because the existing property line uh, here where the road is, is only 40 feet wide. Uh, the, the regulation is 50, so we're asking we ever go down to 40. Uh, the pavement width will be, will meet the standard uh, of the pavement width. So this is really just a right of way question. <clears throat> uh, natural grade from Wardwell uh, is down and away from Wardwell. So you can see from our profile, it's going down. Fairly steep at first, uh, coming down through the beginning part, about seven and a half percent coming down. Uh, but then we have plenty of room to level out at the cul-de-sac uh, right after the, uh, the first driveway. <laughs> Utilities in the area, there is sewer on Wardwell. Uh, we will need to pump up from the houses uh, to, to connect to the sewer. Uh, there's obviously a water. Uh, we did do a flow test to demonstrate we have adequate uh, capacity there, which we will provide the results for. Um, and electric, as uh, on the street, it was proposed to be underground. Uh, there is no gas on Wardwell, so these will be uh, propane um, at each individual lot. Uh, the stormwater I say, for the last because it's the most fun. Uh, the regulations, as I'm sure you know, uh, really highlights using low-impact design, uh, so we really tried to follow that as much as we could. Uh, we're proposing here in these, these uh, green paths here uh, just a curb break on the road uh, in three locations and then a grass swale going around with just some culverted areas to connect uh, under driveways uh, and eventually to an uh, infiltration basin that's designed to handle Uh, the full hundred-year storm. These have been designed uh, to provide the pretreatment necessary before the infiltration basin, so there's really no structures proposed here uh, other than some outfall locations and really just one structure here. uh, Just because of the steepness connecting here, we wanted to drop down and add a pipe. So really, uh, and every, each house uh, that's shown has a rain garden, uh, so the roof drains will be connected to their own rain garden, which is then designed to overflow down uh, overland into the adjacent swales. Uh, and again, down to the um, infiltration basin. <clears throat> uh, it was a fun challenge, try to meet all of that and prove all that. Usually I'm a structure and pipe guy, so this was a little different for me, but uh, I, think it's a great, I think it's a great product. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's you know the country drainage that everyone looks for in low impact design, so that's a nice feature to have here. Uh, we do obviously do have some wetlands. Uh, we do have a notice of intent in for Conservation Commission. We have a first hearing next week. Uh, really bordering the whole sites uh, there is a, a certified vernal pool uh, on this side of the property as well uh, the houses I just want to note uh, the box here this is just meant to be a maximum footprint. I don't think the intent is to build out to this footprint entirely but we want to have enough room so we don't have to ask for more I think the house will fit inside of that with garages and bump outs and architectural treatments and whatnot um, I think that'll just check my notes Sort of keeping it brief on detail, I'm happy to go into any more, um, any more detail if there's questions about it. Uh, that's us the general overview of the, the design approach, the design intent, and uh, what we presented. We have some work to do to address um, uh, the comments from uh, Mr. Houston, uh, but uh, we'll work through that and provide revised documents. I, I should add, good job,
4: Sir Tim. If I could, uh, Madam Chair, uh, this role will be private and there will be a homeowners association that document which Mr Houston requested will be prepared in a timely manner presented for the board to review with town council if needed. Uh, but we will, this will be, will be kept private.
0: Great, thank you. That's that was gonna be one of my questions, thank you. Mr Houston, did you, uh, have, uh, was you just speak on the matter at all?
4: Yeah, I, well we had
6: um, as uh, Tim or uh, attorney Stady had characterized it, we had uh, 50 comments but they're really working out the details. I don't think there's any elements of feasibility here. The, uh, uh, the project does overall comply with the town requirements. It's a matter of working out the, uh, the details. So it might, in the interest of time, and given the fact that we have a long agenda, uh, perhaps it might be more efficient to Uh, Allow the design engineer to uh, review the comments and we can then uh, Just sort of focus on the remaining uh, issues a few things in an overview Uh, Tim I think was absolutely correct. There is a uh, huge emphasis from DEP and others for low-impact design and we don't see that much of it because in a sense, it's harder to do than the traditional structured closed drainage systems, but this is a, uh, uh, an excellent example of that uh, approach. I think uh, we're looking for a few test pits to confirm feasibility and all that type of thing, but uh, uh, the general approach is uh, to be much uh, uh, commended. Um, The applicant is uh, seeking a waiver for um, street lights. Uh, They want to have uh, individual sort of residential scale uh, lights at the end of the driveway. I don't know that there's a precedent for that. Uh, You know, there are some inherent issues, like making sure that those lights are always on and the homeowners, A, don't turn them off, and B... Maintain them in terms of bulb replacement and that type of thing. So, uh, it's uh, you know it's done in a lot of towns. I don't think there's much experience with it in Canton. Canton's always sort of emphasized traditional uh, street uh, street lighting. There's a waiver for right-of-way width uh, from 50 to 40 feet uh, for the first. X decades of the century, the typical roadway width was 40 feet. Whenever Wardwell Road was laid out, somebody left a 40-foot stub. Well, the applicant stuck with that, so they requested a waiver for 40 feet. The road extends only a short distance beyond that stub, so it doesn't seem to make much sense to uh, widen it out to uh, widen it out to 50 feet. So again, I think we're, the project is, is well-designed. It generally complies with local standards and standard engineering practice, generally consistent with the, uh, with the stormwater standards. So I think uh, we'll probably leave it for there now unless there are specific questions. But uh, as I say, we'll readdress it when the uh, applicant's team has had a chance to address the comments. So.
0: Thank you, Mr. Houston. Is there anybody on the board that would like to speak on the matter?
7: I'm okay for now. David?
1: Jim, let's you wanted I'll to say something. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Madam Chair. A um, couple slash comments. Um, after your explanation on the 27 feet for the drive, I appreciate it. I think I'm just a little surprised to see. Other town departments agreeing with it because in other instances they have not. So I'd love to get some maybe a little more perspective at a later date. You don't need to hypothetically give me hypothesize on it now, but it 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 just surprised me that 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 they're um, okay with it this time. Um, uh, Why a private lane versus making it public? I'm curious as to the rationale from the developer on that. Um, Several years ago, you may remember, I don't know if Patty remembers, if the chair remembers the conversation we had on another development. I'm probably the, at the time, I don't know how we sit today, I'm a huge advocate of no street lights and making it a homeownerization rule with post lights at the end of driveways. Um, Numerous towns around us, including Milton, have been doing that for years, and it has limited the town's financial responsibility for streetlights, uh, maintenance and electricity costs, um, and, and homeowner associations documents require lights to be on day and night, you know, just like a streetlight would be. Um, so I don't think I have huge kind of sort of angst on that. Um, uh, uh, some of the wave is, you know, uh, Mr. Stady, you know I'm not a fan of some of them in any development, so we'll, we'll, we'll see those as they come forward. But if you wouldn't mind, if we could just talk about the private lane versus public, I'd be curious as to get insight.
4: i can defer to my uh, client to answer that, if you wish to answer, Paul. Um, I if, think, if you uh, want to take the microphone. And we're just, we have no objection to that at all. We've done, we're just finishing up a project in Quincy, four four lots, same thing, private way, homeless association, maintaining the drainage, the lighting, and uh, that's the way we've always done our subdivisions. Okay. If the board board feels that you'd rather have it not a private way, we're open to that as well. It's really a question
1: because we go back and forth on it, as you know. (laughs) So it's more of a question.
6: Yeah. One of the things that sort of hit me is that there is a waiver of a number of standards. You know, the uh, the low-impact design system traditionally is maintained by homeowners associations anyway, so yeah. how much more benefit to make it a public way? The other thing, and I didn't mention it, but there is not a conventional sanitary sewer system here. It is one of the... Individual homeowner pump uh, through a small diameter main in the shoulder of the road. So uh, that you know each homeowner would be responsible for maintenance not only of the pump but of the individual force mains if they were to plug up. The force mains dump into a force main manhole at the top of the subdivision, which is the entrance because it goes downhill. But uh, with the stormwater and with the sanitary sewer and maybe without street lights it seemed that there were a fairly substantial deviation from the subdivision regs not that that's inappropriate in this location but it did seem to lean towards being a private way for that reason that was the rationale of why i mentioned it so
4: thank you good point
0: joe did you have any questions or comments not at this time thank you i think my only concern is the fact that because it is going to be a private way that it really does need to be stipulated when the house sale happens because there have been issues in other parts of town recently where houses have been built and the individuals didn't realize that they were in charge of plowing their street taking care of maintaining their lights and didn't realize it's making sure all the easements are all taken care of um, properly. So just make sure that that's, you know, recorded properly because it is a big concern. Thank you. So I'd like to make a motion that we continue.
4: Madam Chair. Oh, sure. I I'm think sorry. there were a couple of people here. Is there anybody, want to speak.
0: In the, anybody in the audience that would like to speak? I Anybody apologize. want to
4: speak tonight?
0: In my haste. If you could go to a microphone, please identify yourself and your address.
8: My name is Rich Trottle. On our uh, 41 well road, um, I'm on uh, right the right hand side of the, access road the uh, into the, in the new uh, three homes. Um, I'm looking forward to having it completed. I, I, um, it's a, it's a, been a dirt road there, and I've been mowing it. I, I've been there since 1981, and I've been mowing it because I'm afraid of uh, uh, poison ivy. I had a, homeowner's nightmare, where I had poison old ivy all over my back lot covered by thorn bushes. And um, I had to remove all that and uh, mulch my back lot. Um, so and I, I have two driveways actually, I have a driveway uh, for a garage under my house, which is not too far down Wadwell to, to uh, enter my property. But I have a two-story, two-car garage that, that enters off of board, directly off a of Wardwell. So I very intermittently use that driveway, but, you know, I need access to my back lot, so I, I, I just need, need that. Um, but the way I look at it, if it's okay with Mr. Houston, it's okay with me. The only question I have is... Um, um, Public versus private in snow plowing? I I don't know what the difference is, whether that's a homeowner's thing or or if that's a town thing or if it makes a difference if it's um, uh, public or a private way. I know the answer to that.
7: Um, If it's always intended to be a private road, the town does not plow it. So the town won't be responsible for the plowing on that. If it was a public road that ended up being private because it didn't meet the specifications the towns plow them because they can't be really for safety for safety so they will be responsible for their own plowing so it would be part of the association
8: yeah they yep <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it being completed I um, I think I have a lot to gain by it um, um you know having a, a finished road there mm-hmm. assuming that that i i, I know that it's only 40 feet wide and i assume that there's going to be enough room on the side of the of the uh of the paved road for snow to be left without you know i have a chain link fence all the way along that side of my property so snow is my only concern um i'm looking forward to it i, I, I i'm all
0: four. Thank you. Thank you for speaking thank you. and thank you for being generous and actually mowing it. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah.
1: If, you, if, if, if I don't mind, I'd, I'd like to ask a question. You said you live at, you said 40? 41. Oh, 41.
8: No, four zero.
1: Four zero. So where is the driveway going to be as it relates to your house? Is it directly next door? Yes.
9: Yeah. Oh, okay.
4: Right to no, it's close to and oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Is a driveway that driveway goes out to one on the
9: side. That's on the post road and on the front. Right. Gotcha. So we're going to give him access to his side driveway,
10: but it's not his main one. It's just
1: yeah. The- understood. Understood. Thank you. You can I-
0: identify yourself, please, and give your address.
10: Good evening, Stephen Connolly, 11 Kerry Circle. I'm a member of the board of directors of the Irish Cultural Center. Uh, Greg Feeney was scheduled to be here tonight, but he's in Ireland, so um, I'm the representative from the cultural center in personally we support this project at the Irish Cultural Center. We appreciate the fact that the developers came, they talked to us, they had a meeting with our representatives, laid it out. We believe this project to be very reasonable. We had a um, bit of a kerfuffle up there with the treetops area, if you will, and um, some, some engineering that wasn't quite uh, up to spec, we'll say. And uh, we welcome this project. We think it's a great use of that piece of land, and we think it will it'll help overall with not just Woodwell but the, the property that we're on as well. Thanks. So we we support it, and our uh, our membership is behind it. And and you're only as good as your developers, and we know the development team. We believe them to be very solid. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you,
0: Mr. Carter.
1: Uh, if if I may, one of the one of the comments made by one of the town officials was was uh, the potential to, for I can't remember the exact language I don't want to Shut overstate it. it but I'm going to say noise buffers or something I mean, granted there's a significant amount of woods between there however you don't know who's going to buy it and whether or not they want to start making comments about <laughs> the noise coming from both you potentially and the treetop center so has that been taken into consideration when you as an organization debated
10: this? It has been taken into consideration. We've made some adjustments because the the, the land up towards Pleasant Street um, to the right of way of the gas line, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that is more of a concern for us with noise. The land up on Wardwell is really not as much of a concern because we've kind of shifted our tent and we've shifted our our bands. And we're pretty much done it at, at 10 Well, the bands are pretty much done at 10 p.m. each night. So um, we don't believe it to be an issue. We, we're always monitoring the end of Wardwell Street. It's never an issue with parking because we have plenty of free parking in our lot, and the noise from um, treetops. Interestingly enough, it, it's become a better space for treetops, and there's become less noise for the neighbors. Obviously, but it's a better spot for them as well. So, you know, in some strange way, it, it worked out for everyone.
1: When you when you say better for treetop, meaning when they re- revised their plan a few years ago.
10: Yes, when they Five when they redesigned ago. and they were yeah. forced to redesign their project, it, it became a better project and a better facility for them. Yeah, so awesome. the noise from treetops is not even a concern for the cultural center, and for the cultural center, we've made some adjustments to keep uh, the, the noise really travels up that uh, gas line, the gas line easement, and up towards that way. And we've made some adjustments to accommodate for that. So this shouldn't be a problem. And we realize that we new neighbors and we welcome them. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you. that.
0: Is there anybody else in the audience that wishes to speak on the matter? Thank you. Attorney Stevie? Okay. So, so I'll make a motion that we continue this. Would you like us to continue to the 7th?
4: Yeah, the uh, next meeting? That's, yes. Yeah, that'd be so great. I'd
0: like to make a motion that will continue uh, 1177 R Pleasant Street to our September 7th meeting.
4: Okay. I'll
7: second. Jim? Aye.
0: Kathy? Aye. Joe? Hi, David. I'm an We'll see you on the seventh. Thank you very much, Tracy. Okay. Thank, Thank
4: you. you. Excellent. May I just enter this for the record?
0: Oh certainly. That's fine.
4: Thank you. Thank you,
1: Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. You. I didn't realize it was going by the side of the house. I thought it was going at the end of Woodwell.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Make a motion that we open item number three, 70 Hudson Drive, construction of a 50 by 100 foot two-story warehouse building along with 40 parking lot stalls and access to aisles. John Glassa th- and Glassa I'll second. Jim? Aye. David? Aye. Joe.
1: <coughs> aye.
0: Kathy.
3: Aye. And I'm an aye.
0: Good evening, Attorney Matthews.
3: Yes, good evening. Suzanne Matthews here representing the 70 Hudson Road BCT Trust with John Glosser, the engineer for the project. Um, and what we are seeking or hoping for tonight that we may be at the end of um, this process and be seeking um, approval of the modification of the site plan. I know that Mr. Glosser has been going back and forth with Mr. Houston and it's been timely in responding as quickly as today to get some responses to it and i'm just going to outline what i understand and mr houston feel free to correct me um, if i'm wrong that what the outstanding issues that we'll need to address and uh, mr gloss will go over the plan is, is an issue with the determination of the number of required parking spaces and we happy to address that the issue of a landscaping plan now the landscaping plan and we can address it as we go along Um, as you know, this is a modification of a 2018 plan and the plan that was submitted for that 2018 approval was stamped by a um, landscape architect. The planting and Mr. Glosser can, can point out for you is pretty much the same although the parking changed a little bit and the um, location of the building, but the, the, um, plantings the major plantings that were on there has remained the same. The only difference is in a planted out is that they have added um, three white furs, one dogwood and one hydrangea. So those are really the only differences to the plan. And so we haven't had that stamped by a landscape architect. We'd like to know if the board could accept that. Do we need a, you know, a waiver for that, for those three additional plants? So we're hoping we can um, resolve that. I know that the, um, Mr. Houston is waiting for a lighting plan, which John Gloucester has requested the developer to get, and we'd be hoping that um, it would be sufficient if that could possibly be a condition of approval that that would have to be submitted to the ZBA. Um, similarly, there is a letter from the police and fire um, to be submitted. Um, Mr. Gloucester is waiting for those, so we hope in that be a condition. And then we can go over it in detail with Mr. Gloucester. There's the issue of the retaining wall. Um, of being six feet so um, we're hoping that that can be resolved and that uh, we may need a waiver on that. Um, there are a couple of items that I know that Mr Houston is waiting for that I can provide him with if you don't mind me I don't think directly Mr Houston but one was the statement about the time the time to construct it um, we hope we have that it should be done within 12 months and that the impro- proposed improvements as shown on the plan meet all day ADA and ABA requirements. So that's a statement from Mr. Glosser. I don't know if that's uh, sufficient. Um, and I'll have Mr. Glosser address. There was an issue regarding with an instruct with a um, compliance review or a date of compliance. Is that what it was? you was looking for, Mr. Glosser. Uh,
11: that has to do with the inspection um, during well either during or after construction of the drainage works. So I may have missed understood that but i'm going to talk to tom
3: about that that's something that he we understand he can submit and the final i believe uh major thing for submission is that um a utility easement um that is needed in order to to be able to develop this project and mr houston mr gloss going back and forth we had provided mr glosser provided the easements that are necessary for this project with the petition at the ZBA. I don't know if it made it here, but I do have a copy to provide with the current deed and the two easements that uh, relate to that deed that hopefully resolve that issue. Um, So on the issue of parking, I think it's kind of an interesting, one I think it's going to be a ZBA issue and if anything we would need a variance. what is interesting about the parking is that um, this is a warehouse, but it's an unusual warehouse in that it is two complete floors. And so that when you look at the um, definition of a warehouse in parking, it is one, um, two, one space for 250 square feet on the ground floor. Ground floor is, de- is defined as the ground floor and a mezzanine or other areas that are used. So we're looking that because this is the two floors that it's going to be used awful warehouse storage. Interesting, he can explain the um, construction of the building. I can't see it. it has a loading dock on both floors. So that if you look at and there's five thousand square feet on, on both floors. And so that based on those calculations, um, it comes to forty square feet. And so a number of the other so that's something I guess that the zoning board's going to have to determine. Um, and if we need a variance from having more than the maximum, we would request that. And I think that discussing the unusual development of it shows the need hopefully for those spotty spaces and so there are several comments that go with that that Mr. Euston had about changing the landscaping the parking and I think that we can't really address address those at this point until there's a determination Um, and I think that hopefully the Zoning Board could take that up. So, turning over to Mr. Glossa.
11: So as um, Attorney Matthew said, my name is uh, John Glassa, Glassa Engineering, 46 East Street in East Walpole. And I did represent uh, Pat's contracting um, when this plan or a deri- a derivative a, a different plan was approved um, by the Zoning Board um, and by the Conservation Commission. Um, this plan, as I said at the last minute, um was um, was approved by the, <clears throat> by the Conservation Commission. So the first thing that I, or one thing that I, just for information purposes that I put up right here is, so if you were driving up Colgate Way and this building had been built, this is what you would see, the front of the building. And if you went around to the left side of the building, so if you went past it, and went around the left side, you would come sort of up the driveway a driveway um, to a garage doors or bay doors that are essentially on the second floor. If you went to the right side of the building, you would see the bay doors are at the ground floor. So maybe stupidly, I just, when my guys asked me, oh, how many parking spaces it is, I said, well, each floor is a warehouse. So each floor should be treated as a warehouse. Maybe I should have asked the building inspector or somebody first, but I didn't. But I still think each floor is a warehouse and that (coughs) it should be treated that way. That's just my opinion. So I don't get to vote, you guys get to vote, (laughs) but um, that's how I came up with the 40 parking spaces. Um, And I do know from talking to Barletta's Representatives at his company that they prefer to have, you know, a a number of parking spaces that they can use. So, so that's where that came from. So I'm just going to quickly, without wasting a lot of your time, go through um, Tom's just comments and what Suzanne was saying. So that was number one, um, that talks about the number of parking spaces, Um, the um, landscape plans. So. Well, this may be a little bit difficult for you to see, but this is the area of the project here. This is the building that was proposed before, and we essentially just turned this building 90 degrees to have it face towards Colgate Way instead of facing towards Hudson Road towards the wetlands here. You can see the plantings. The plantings are sort of on the slope um, and the hope is that, I mean, this is really a high slope. This probably goes up 40 or 50 feet. So, um, but, the, but the plantings were going to be planted there in that buffer area, um, you know, to the left side of the building. And then the other plantings are planted um, along Colgate Way to sort of screen the property from Colgate Way, even though across the street's that Newman Associates, so they're, you know, fairly large uh, um, a company that you know supplies um, um, materials to contractors and all. That. So our landscape plan, okay, which is here. So our landscape plan essentially mirrors, mimics that plan. Here are the plantings along that slope. Here's the plantings along the front. Now again, my guys asked me, they're like, well, don't these plantings count as interior plantings? So I said, I don't know. (laughs) So we put plantings here, plantings here, plantings here, plantings here, and there. We use the same plantings that the landscape architect. had on her design. We just added more more plantings. So we meet the um, percent for interior landscaping and we have this exact same number and exact same location of the plantings that were on the approved, the previously approved plan. Um, So let's see what's next is Okay, the retaining wall height, but again, the the owner of the property and the builder wants to have rather than a spread out larger warehouse on one floor wants to do it in this location. So we, you can see them here. We're going. We have two walls that are essentially twelve feet high. Um, one is along that left side. It sort of curves. So it. So it's this wall here starts, you know, essentially at zero in curves as it's coming up. And at this location next to the building, it's about 12 feet high. It's creating, it's allowing for a slope for someone to drive up this slope and drive into the uh, second floor of this building for the purpose of, you know, storing materials. Um, The other um, wall is on the right side, and it's going this way. And again, it starts at about 12 feet high. And by the time it ends here, you know, it's back at zero again. Um, Interestingly enough, this plan that, that we did for Pat's contracting has a similar wall back here. So this plan, and it, it was just we missed it. And we, you know, maybe it was missed on the on the review. I don't know, but it has a similar wall back there that was 12 feet high and had the similar issues with getting the drainage out from behind it. So, so the plan that we're asking to be modified um, has a, already has a 12-foot wall on it. Um, so the lighting plan. Um, so I'm working with. You know, the bar with Mr. Barletta on that. Um, as far as I know, they're only going to um, have lighting on the building itself. There'd be no poles, but um, they're—you know—they asked me about it. They said, "Well, whoever you're buying the lighting the lights from, they'll do the lighting plan for you." So it's not really something I do, um, but we will um, have that available. Probably, um, I'm going to say early next week. And so um, so one thing, Tom, you asked about the, um, and I may have misunderstood, but these have already been submitted to the town, but the submission of the inspe- inspection checklist, but is that, so the one I gave you is, after construction are you looking for during construction no we're looking for after okay well then that's
6: that's i missed that's did you right? give that that may have when i gave
2: tonight yeah. yeah. yeah.
11: and that's also part of the order of conditions from the uh, conservation
6: system. yeah i would have remembered this because it's got green shading on yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. but anyway that's right
11: um and um okay the parking we already went over that I um, think the granite. Oh, yeah, so, um, you know, Thomas Dooley points out that your regulations require granite curbing. Um, the, this plane did not have granite curbing, um, so we just followed along with that. We would be asking for a waiver or whatever is required to allow the uh, uh, this project to be, uh, constructed in the same way that the other one was. Um, so we'd be um, looking for relief on that. And then I think it's, well, let me just get to this one. So um, So Tom, on the um, Y on the overhead underground wires, so we're actually showing a pole here. So we would say that we're showing the wires going overhead over Colgate Way, and then dropping down and going to the transformer and into the
6: building. That wasn't the issue. The issue was I couldn't tell graphically, although it appeared to be an underground duct system because it connected into the transformer and then into the building, but it was labeled overhead wire.
11: So it's labeled overhead wire where it's going over
6: Colgate Way. It's on the site. But anyway, all right, that that was my so, if confusion. If that's
11: a problem. I guess we can show it underground the whole way, but it just means no. Sense I have no
6: it. problem okay. with it going over the street. Okay. I just saw a label that was on the site right. that said overhead wire pointing to what appeared to be an underground duct system. Yeah, the, the symbols
11: are the same, unfortunately. Yeah. Overhead and the underground. But If it's underground plan, on the
6: site, that complies with... Uh, right, so the plan is
11: to go from the pole, the existing pole, overhead mm-hmm. on Colgate gateway and then drop down. Everything then drops down and goes into the building from there, underground.
6: Okay, thank you. That was the clarification we were seeking so okay
11: okay and then um, you know so I did as I said maybe at the original meeting have multiple <clears throat> emails back and forth with the fire chief as far as his access to the site we added two hydrants um, we had shown the fire protection going into the building so um, I know he doesn't didn't give you a letter but as far as that my understanding is he is sad So we will get you something in writing uh, on that. And the same, well, I didn't have any conversations with the police, but I will with the police chief. Um, And and then the outdoor lighting again, that'll be submitted, and we submitted the letter for the ABB and the ADA um, and the time to complete. So I believe. And then uh, Suzanne gave you the, the easements. So all of the easements are at the Registry of Deeds. I had downloaded them all before we started this just to make sure that Barletta had not only taken the easement for the property, but taken all the easements that Pat's contracting had obtained from, from the abutter here. So there's easements there to connect to the water, to connect to the, to the sewer, because they're actually on that. So, and then there's the general, the access easement for that, uh, which I believe runs to someone else. But anyway, all of those easements are, are in the documents that Suzanne now gave you. So, I guess I can answer any questions um, that you might have. Thank you.
0: So, I just wanted to know before I put out the rest of the board. So, you're asking for a condition of approval for the lighting plan as well as... Uh, the trying to remember what else the I landscape
3: know. plan landscape is whether or not you'll accept what we have yes. okay. as being in full compliance whether we need a waiver um, of that.
0: Okay, thank you. I'm going to put out. Special and so report. I think
3: we then would need to yes, conditional the lighting plan um, and any letters that you would need from the um, police and fire, and we'd be looking for a waiver on the um, retaining wall
0: and the grant and the curbing.
3: Excuse me. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Yes, and the and the burn.
0: David, do you have any comments?
3: I think. Oh, so go ahead.
12: Is there a right away from Dedham Street to Colgate Way to that property going through the church property?
13: Um from
11: I, I don't believe so in other words can this property go through Colgate way mm-hmm. this way. Uh, I don't believe so. I, I, but uh, if you want me to research it I will but I don't believe so. Um, I, I don't think there is I just didn't know. Yeah, I don't think there is I think there's a right of way the other that way, way. Yeah. Right so because I think it had to do something had something to do with fire protection or something when that was built that they wanted a second mm-hmm. way but I don't think it. I don't think it goes both ways.
7: Come
0: on, okay. Joe, do you have any comments?
12: Yeah, I was going to ask
14: them uh, uh, their justification for increasing the parking spots from 20 to 40 spots.
11: Again, I don't have any justification other than it was my interpretation of the zoning bylaw. So I don't, I'm not saying there's any justification. I'm saying I believe that it meets the bylaw because of the nature of the building.
14: do you have Right. It's calling for 20 parking spaces unless the actual parking demand exceeds 20 parking spaces. So i i don't see any reason why you should be putting in 40 parking spaces if, unless you can produce uh evidence that you need 40.
0: well i think they have to go before the zoning board for that um, we just re- do a basic review for parking that's actually under the purview of the zoning board so we can make a suggestion we okay. could but that we don't have right. final say over that
4: let me ask
14: one more question. If if they could describe the bicycle storage for visitors uh, as well as any electric vehicle charging stations.
11: We don't show any electric vehicle uh, charging stations and we we have our bicycle storage uh on the inside of the building. So if if that's something you'd like to see a rack on the outside of the building we could certainly provide that but um, we show, we're saying it would be on the inside we're looking more for the employees I don't believe that this use that at least that my client is um, uh, pro- proposing uh, I don't believe that there's any visitors coming here there's no one coming here to buy anything there's nobody coming here to um, you know, uh, look at anything that's for sale or anything like that. It's just going to be the employees who are going to work for the Barletta company uh, who are going to be uh, at this site.
0: Thank you. Um, I know that I had one other comment too. you indicate if I read correctly that you're going to put a sidewalk in, but there's not going to be a crosswalk to the building.
11: We ended the sidewalk at at this location. So it puts you into the access way going into the into the building. So, you know, again, and nobody has a crystal ball, but you know, this driveway essentially is just used for this building. So it's not as if someone's gonna walk up here and go to this one coal gateway or really to Newman, because Newman abuts, you know, the, the 80 uh, Hudson Road abuts Hudson Road here. They have a curb cut right here. I know they have another one here, but, but their main curb cut is, is, you know, when people come to here, because this is the warehouse part of their building, this is the office part of their building, they come through that curb cut. And again, no one has a crystal ball. This could all change in five years, but that's the way it's, it's all used now. Um, so, But we are showing handicaps, handicapped, and then a five-foot sidewalk all the way along to the, to the front of the building.
0: Thank you. Mr. Houston, did you have a comment?
6: Uh, I did, actually. When we evaluated what John had done, we said it was resolved even though actually... The zoning bylaw says that the sidewalk is supposed to go to the entrance of the building. So I kind of overlooked the fact it didn't cross the parking area. You know, it's a small parking area, a relatively light pedestrian-use building. It would be relatively difficult to uh, delineate a, a pedestrian way from the end of the sidewalk to the... I don't even know what the entrance to the building is. I assume right. it's on the... Yeah, right. by the handicapped spaces there. But it's sort of in the middle of the parking area. So, you know, he, we could require him to go to that entrance, but it would be quite a change to the, to the site plan as currently drafted. And I don't think there's too many people... going. To, I think the, the big contribution was building the sidewalk uh, all the way from whatever road that is all, uh, all the way into the building. So that's uh, And he put in, you know, handicap ramps and all that type of thing. So it's a significant improvement the way it is Technically, it's supposed to go a little further so. Would it
0: warrant putting signage that PEDx may you know, there may be individuals walking in the parking lot to indicate. Sure,
6: you could do that. You could stripe a crosswalk uh, sure, from we the the crosswalk from the ramp to the front door, which would give sort of notice that pedestrians would be crossing there.
0: Are there any other comments from the board?
7: No, I think it's a pretty good project.
0: Does anybody want to make a motion to send a recommendation or not? um, or do you want to continue it?
7: I'm okay with a recommendation. Are you? Yeah, you're good with motions. Yeah,
1: I personally would rather wait. uh, but we can make a motion.
7: (laughs) What are we waiting for? I'm just curious. Like for the like instead of making it conditional right correct like wait for the
1: correct, correct. you guys can
14: lighting the planting the fencing
0: so do we w- make a motion to continue this to september 7th yeah. have that information before the board
7: will it be here by the second, second? the seventh I
3: think you're waiting for so just so we'll know what we need to do we specifically
7: um, um,
0: the lighting plan the lighting plan um, making indicating the crosswalk Um, and I I don't know I'm not gonna speak for mr. McCarthy but why there was a waiver request for the retaining wall is it just it's a difficult location for it or cost prohibitive so when you you know, if oh,
3: going to the I say one thing, and then I'll say, right. is that also I think they did it because this is a modification. Okay. And a retaining wall of that height was approved in 2018. And so that sort of things have been designed on the slight changes based upon what there was the understanding of what would be approved. But go ahead on the difficulty. No, no, that's,
11: that's what I was going to say. We, like I said, we really just took a building that was facing this way and turned it the other way. Um, we did have to create this second retaining wall here, as part of what the applicant would like to you have to use his uh, property um, to build the second retaining wall. Everything's going to have to to make them six feet. Everything's going to have to come forward quite a bit because the separation distance between the walls and general rule of thumb is at least twice the height of the wall. So if I have two six-foot walls, now they're 12 feet apart, and now we have to pull all of this all of this forward, which is something that the applicant would prefer not to And I to think, do. too, a
3: couple of the issues that raise with that, and I was asking some of the same questions, is that um, one, it's not abutting a residential area, and that's always a concern. And then I asked him about the safety issue, you know, with a, and he said there will be, you know, fencing and a, uh, a guardrail, guard guardrail, yeah. um, on the top of that. So, you know, we had those discussions of anticipating maybe what some of the issues would be. Um, so, I, and and the ability to continue to build a building, I, it seems that they would not be able to without those retaining walls.
11: It, it would definitely change this project uh, significantly to the, to the point that I'm not so sure that Mr. Baravada would go forward. I think this is what he wanted to have. And as Attorney Matthew said, the only people who see this wall, and actually this, the one we used is this Stone Strong, which is, you see these all over the place. Uh, Mass Highway uses them. Um, if you go down to uh, the Rentham Outlets and you see those walls, those are all those Stone Strong walls, so they're fairly attractive walls. The only people who are going to see them are the people who work at Newman. you know, the, and I know they're not going to be there forever. But this is where Newman's loading bays are right here, and those are the only people who are going to see these two walls. So the residential neighborhood or the residential houses, which are way up here somewhere,
0: don't have a view of those at all. Thank you. That was what I was concerned about. Can can I ask a question? You only have
1: to go as far as Dedham Street to see those walls.
7: Yeah, (laughs) there you go. You have some right
1: here. Where MassDOT has been working on the bridge for the last 20 years.
7: So if we come back September 7th, it's just for the lighting plans. Like, are we going to have to listen to the whole thing again?
11: <laughs> we would prefer to move forward. I'm you just, if you want me to do it again. I'm, I'm not all. saying it's
3: It's, just no, it's asking. the board's fault. Well,
0: it isn't just that. I, I would like to see the plan showing where the crosswalks going to be that's painted. That's what I'm saying. I okay. would like to see a letter from Ed that this is going to be okay, that it's ADA and AAB compliant. Um, that's That would be one of the reasons I would really want. I, I appreciate your letter, but I'd like to hear it from the building commissioner. He's the final say on that. And then I think everything could be buttoned up by then. Any other questions or comments? Mr. Houston has probably would be addressed as well.
3: Crosswalk. Thank you. You said September tenth.
0: September seventh. That sounds good. So make a motion that we continue Seventy Hudson Road to September seventh, twenty twenty-two. I'll second. Jim. Aye. Joe. Aye. David? Aye. Kathy? Aye. And I'm an aye. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next item was on the agenda is 100 Energy Drive. Good evening, attorney Schneiders. Yep. I'd like to make a motion that we open item number four, 100 energy drive. I'll second. David. Aye. Joe. Aye. Jim. Aye. Kathy. Aye. And I'm an aye. Mr. Schneiders, I wanna let you know, attorney Schneiders, um, we're gonna hear about this tonight, but I don't think we're gonna make a decision only because we only received the last few items, between, some of us between three and four today, so even Mr. Houston hasn't had an opportunity to look at them when it comes to the traffic study um, and any information that was emailed to us. So normally we do have a 48-hour requirement for all documentation. So I personally don't feel comfortable. I can take the if the hubs, you know, we could take a vote for the rest of the board if they um, want to continue this tonight and send on a recommendation. But um, I, I, as the chair, don't feel comfortable doing that
13: i don't know what other information you got if you're talking about what i sent you over this afternoon there's nothing new in that at all it was simply an attempt to put before the board the waivers we've been requesting that, all along.
0: i'm sorry for interrupting attorney schneider's it's not that it was the traffic study we didn't get it till after four okay. uh, other information that we received we didn't receive it till late today
7: so oh, nobody even, in the
0: board has had a chance to even review it
7: oh yeah i didn't even see the traffic
0: study so i because we don't have all the information we didn't have all the information in front of us honestly i don't feel comfortable making a motion if anybody else does i would abstain but
13: well can we at least uh, go through what we do if you had gotten the traffic study in time certainly back? Can we go that'd, be, that? that'd be
0: great thank
13: uh, you does ev- does everybody have a copy of what i sent over this afternoon
7: i don't have the traffic study
13: no i i didn't do the traffic study i don't know who uh, what's what's the answer to that? Do you know what, what the, in the traffic study? Yet? Yeah, the, do you know
6: Tom? Yeah, uh, Bowler sent along a copy of the uh, traffic study that we had done, the supplemental study. When did they send that? Uh, Sometimes. this afternoon. Oh, today? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
14: right. yeah there was some ad- additional request for added analysis. For two new buildings for the future impact of traffic, which, by the way, it's my understanding, um, traffic studies. Weren't requested for those, traffic study. Tom, for those buildings. I don't think there was traffic studies on those buildings, by the way. So we had to do some estimates because the town didn't request traffic studies for those projects. So that was something added after the fact that wasn't part of what I think we talked about the last meeting, which was analyzing that intersection. So that was added late to us after the fact we would have had that information. if It was presented and then we look for the studies that don't exist. So I just want to provide clarity to that. So we've done that analysis based on our hypothetical understanding of what those buildings will be and what the traffic is to be generated. Um, So that was kind of the main emphasis the other part was having to do with protocols during construction for traffic mitigation, which of course will be dictated based on, you know, the regulations at a state and local level, which typically has to do with, you know, police detail. And then on, on the post side of things, um, anything we can do to work with, uh, is it the the TMA Um, regarding, you know, reducing uh, traffic through, you know, carpooling and any other avenues that may be open in terms of, you know, bus stops and things like that. So those are the two kind of traffic items. Um, and we we have I know the report says that we've satisfied those and based on our calculations of, of this hypothetical, you know, future traffic. It, there's no impact to um, you know, the you know, the intersection. So
13: Chair, uh, was there a second thing you said came in uh, recently? You know, just uh, It was about. also
0: the flow tests we got at the same time. Um, the information that came in today from from, am I? I believe. Is, am I correct, Mr. Houston? What was that we got? To? Yeah. The flow tests. Oh the
13: flow tests. Yes.
14: Yeah, there was way above my pay grade, but uh, a very detailed analysis on calculation of flow tests, and my understanding that we we our engineers talked to um and it had to do with the geotech and the mounding calculations and i believe we adjusted whatever formulas calculations and we came to an
12: understanding and if if i may jump in uh zach richards uh project engineer with bowler so of the civil site consultant and tom feel free to echo me here but Just to clarify, there were three outstanding items that were pretty straightforward that were outstanding from his review end of last week. Those three were first uh, the additional, you know, analysis of the traffic, which is just looking at these two other future developments and incorporating those into the analysis. It wasn't a new traffic study. It was running some numbers and showing that there were no. You know substantial effects or changes based on these other developments so that was number one that we uh checked the box on um number two i believe was not a flow test but actually um uh, a water loop that was requested i guess in the the fire chief's letter um so we revised that plan to simply show the water main extending around the building um which is pretty straightforward, pretty standard practice, something we're happy to do, and again, could be a recommendation from the board. Um, the third piece was um, some revisions that Tom recommended or had called attention to in the mounting analysis, which is really uh, some calculations done to show that the infiltration systems, you don't have groundwater breaking out into the infiltration systems when it, during stormwater events. Um, and I, th- I believe we, we sent those along yesterday, and Tom had a chance to review those and said those were in, in good order. So again, you know, Tom can, can uh, clarify if I misspoke. Those were the three outstanding comments that I understood in his review from last week uh, that we were a, a little late on the traffic. Um, and the traffic consultant, um, Jason from McMahon, is happy to, to elaborate on the traffic if, if the board would like to hear more.
0: Mr. Hearson, do you have any comment on that? Uh,
6: I think it's, uh, yeah, it's fundamentally correct. The uh, water issue was groundwater mounding uh, beneath uh, infiltration system four. Uh, it had been done twice previously, but we had recommended revisions to it. Those revisions uh, came in yesterday. Uh, we did have a chance to evaluate them. They were done correctly. We sent a memo to the board uh, yesterday uh, saying that the uh, mounting analysis had been uh, squared away. The traffic study... When is it a new old study? Yeah. <laughs> the... Content wise, it's probably like 5 or 10% of the original study. But what was missing, and again, just for the record, at the last meeting we had, it was agreed that the information would be provided. It wasn't something that came up in the last day or so that we requested. It was requested at the last meeting. And that was to adjust the no build traffic volumes to reflect the traffic that would be generated by organogenesis and uh, 45 uh, Dan Road. Uh, It is correct, traffic studies were not done for those before, but if you're doing a traffic study now, it's conventional to include local-approved projects that directly impact uh, the traffic on the roadway. To be fair, on the flip side, the uh, McMahon had used... A two percent background growth factor. It's more conventional to use Uh one percent. I think is probably the most common. They thought that took care of other development ongoing in in uh, the Canton Commerce Center. I wanted those two buildings modeled separately. It probably came out a little higher doing that. Um, so that was uh, that was done. I took a quick look at the traffic study. Honestly, I couldn't. Review it in detail, but it, it appeared to be fine, and, and it showed the same type of results that we had before, which is the uh, New Boston Road uh, 138 intersection is bad. It's made a little worse by this project, but it's you know it's an unsignalized intersection, so it has capacity problems. The Dan Road uh, 138 intersection, the overall intersection works at very acceptable uh, levels of service. I think it's B and C. There's a problem with the left-hand turn uh, eastbound going northbound onto uh, uh, 138 because that's where the majority of the traffic from the whole Canton Commerce Center is going. But so it operates at capacity, which is not ideal, but it operates capacity now. It We add some traffic to it. The other two projects add traffic to it. It's a bit of a problem, but by adjusting the, uh, optimizing the uh, operation of the signal, it may be possible to address that because there's probably a little green time available because the overall levels of service are good, so. Uh, I don't know whether the gentleman from McMahon wanted to comment further in detail on that. And the uh, the third thing was the third thing. I lost track. Uh, uh, the water loop. All was- oh, the water. Yeah, yeah. The water loop. Thank you. Um, yeah, the fire chief in his review uh, had said that he was expecting or wanting or whatever a looped what wa- <laughs> looped water main around the entire building. The current revised site plans, which also have been updated to have the new date on them, so we know which set of plans we're talking about. The new site plan does show uh, a water main looping the entire building, so that is now consistent with what the fire chief was expecting. So those are the outstanding items. uh, Qualifying it very slightly to say I didn't do a detailed evaluation of the traffic, but it's not really that complicated. I'm pretty sure it's okay, so.
15: Uh, for the record, Jason Adams with McMahon Associates. Uh, certainly echo what, what Tom just said. Uh, there, there's really no appreciable difference between the analysis that we presented today and what you had reviewed, uh, if, if you looked over the memo that we produced on August 3rd. Um, certainly some of the numbers changed as, as Mr. Houston just went, went through, uh, but the end result is the same. So if you're familiar with what was produced on August 3rd, again, numbers are different, result is the same. Um, I think getting to the conclusion of everything is, is exactly how Mr. Houston just summarized. You know, if, if the town prefers to have the Dan Road approach operate a little bit better, there, there is time that could be allocated. Uh, typically, the main line, in this case Turnpike Street, is the priority of the town. So we wouldn't want to go ahead and suggest that that be the case. But I think with a couple new developments coming online, it would make all the sense in the world to take a look at it once these developments have been built, and it is a pretty simple change of opening up the signal cabinet, making, you know, minor adjustments, which the, the town DPW would uh, pretty, pretty easily do, and, and probably does r- routine maintenance anyway, especially with the amount of development going on in this area. So, uh, understanding that you haven't had much time to review the specifics, but uh, if you had reviewed the August 3rd memo, th- there really isn't any appreciable change to those conclusions.
6: The, the magnitude of the traffic generated by these two projects would lead you to conclude there's not going to be a major change?
0: I think my concern was back uh, at our last meeting on July 20th was because the studies had been done during, Co- the first one was done during COVID so it wasn't obviously going to show true numbers where this one's much more recent. Right. Um, the other concern that I had had was um, in reference to parking and the utility boxes and um, the possibility of maybe you have a new plans um, indicating pedestrians on the driveway into the building possibly putting pedestrian painting I didn't know if you had a chance to discuss that at all
12: Uh, yeah I believe there was a request for uh, I wasn't at the last hearing but I understand there's a request for an additional crosswalk and that's been added to the plans as well
0: Anybody have any questions from the board? I'm good. Joe, do you have any questions?
14: No, but thank you. Not, not, not this time.
0: Well, if somebody wants to make a motion.
13: Well, no, no. More more? could we? Could
0: oh, we certainly. Oh, certainly. Sorry. There's other members in the audience. I apologize. Yes, I we speak as certainly. Please feel free.
16: In my case I apologize uh, my name is Jim Barish I'm a managing member of the John Road New Boston Drive Association if you remember I've been at a previous meeting uh, also in a, in a butter uh, at uh, uh, one new Boston Drive um, uh, the last we left our concern and I apologize for not being at the last meeting although I did see it on video so I just want to make sure that um, The the point I raised two meetings ago is clarified to its greatest extent. Um, There are seven buildings as part of the association. They send their wastewater to a pump station that accommodates the flow for those seven buildings that exist today. Uh, That pump station brings it to a point where it can gravity feed onto Route 138. Um, uh, The pump station is you know, as, as well as being a property owner and a general contractor, the pump station is a light commercial use. It's to, to no, no great extent other than it has a natural gas backup generator. Um, we are um, very concerned about the impact of what was uh, in previous building, 18,000 square feet
14: 24,000 square feet. What is it? 24,000. The existing building
16: feet. being 24,000 square feet, of which, of the seven buildings, sorry, ranks 30, 30, 30, seventh. Sorry,
14: 30,000 square feet. Okay. Oh, sorry. 30, of the
16: seven 000. buildings, it ranks seventh in terms of its design flow to the um, pump station. In other words, it it on a design level, it 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 sends the least amount out of the seven buildings. Uh, so we're taking that building and we're replacing it with as as the application states, a 176,000 square foot biomedical facility. Um, and as you can imagine, we are blind to any design that would accommodate this development because one hasn't been provided to us. Um, we have gotten assurances that um, um, they are open to working with us as abutters, very concerned abutters, um, but we wish that this to be addressed uh, here at Planning Board, Zoning Board of Appeals, uh, that Tom's uh, eyes get placed on it, um, and if we need to have a engineer as part of the association take a peek at, his, at, at it as well, someone that's qualified, um, uh, that can look out for our behalf, we would love to do that as well. Um, the last thing we want is um, for a development to go in, utilize the existing pump station, and uh, have wastewater either enter the neighborhood at the point of the cover, um, for, for whatever reason the pump doesn't turn off, um, and or the pump does turn off and it's overflowing through the cover, or equally as bad backing up to the nearest building that is downflow from the pump station. Um, uh, as you can imagine, if that event occurred, uh, you're asking for those buildings to be shut down um, until you know something could be resolved. And something like that, if it requires plans and approvals and yeah, you know, that becomes very dangerous territory for us. So um, we're urging the board to um, um, make that part of their application and part of your approval, uh, as well as part of the zoning board of appeals approval, uh, so that it is on record and all parties can kind of appreciate a you know a, a solid design that will take care of um, uh, uh, the neighbors. And like I said at the last meeting, I encourage development. You know, I have investments uh, in this neighborhood. Uh, it's very important to me. I think a biomedical facility to bring in employment, uh, skilled workers, um, um, uh, more vibrant community is tremendous. Um, but we really worry about the, the impact to our uh, wastewater system amongst those seven properties. And I know the applicant has said in the past, well, we don't have a tenant in mind, so we really can't engineer it. So my my, my answer to that is, Engineer it as you have applied. You have applied as a biomedical facility of a certain size. Do your design flows based on that facility. And if by any chance your tenant changes to warehouse, you can always come back and bring that design down. Um, So, I, I, you know, while I can appreciate what they have communicated in the last two meetings, you know, there's a way to accommodate it within uh, our meeting, um, in front of you planning board as well as zoning board of appeals. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Mr. Houston. Uh, would it do, you, would it warrant having them, um, do an estimation of how much could be generated from the location if they have any idea?
6: Uh, I think that's what it would be is their idea. My concern would be, un- unlike an office building or whatever, you really can't look up a standard sewage generation rate for a biomedical facility because it depends on the processes right. that are there. It could be very heavy. It could be minimal. So uh, I thought it was previously discussed that it was known that where they don't have a particular tenant, that this type of analysis should be deferred until the building is final design when the building is final designed the mechanical engineer for the building will determine the flows and that will identify the impact on the pump station in terms of total volume and in terms of peaking rates you know if you generate 10,000 gallons a day it's one thing if it's metered out over 24 hours if 9 of the 10,000 gallons comes in 15 minutes it has a a different impact on the pumping station so I don't think you can analyze it now I think it would be entirely appropriate to include in our recommendation to the Board of Appeals uh, that uh, any approval they give is contingent upon um, perhaps they'd like to see it or the Planning Board would uh, the submission of uh, final design calculations with respect to Uh, wastewater flows, and uh, we'd know what they are. I suppose we could also take a look at that pump station, although uh, I don't have any data on it. I presume the town has information on it because I believe it's a municipal pumping station. So if we see what the flows are, and they do seem large, given the fact that the building is currently experiencing light or was experiencing light wastewater flows. It probably is something that, you know, should be looked at by the town, because it is, I presume, a town station, or maybe it's privately private privately station. owned. It's private.: yeah.
14: st- It's a private station that we talked about excuse me, um, we addressed this, that there's an HOA in place that talks about how the flows are calculated, how we pay.
16: Yeah, if I could address two things. One with Mr. Houston, Mm -hmm. while Title V doesn't specifically outline the use, it does outline a mechanism to calculate the flow. A simple call to DEP Boston, they'll probably have a database of like uses, this is what the statute says, that they can go by. And while it does lead to some subjective discussion, there is a mechanism within Title V to come up with the flow and to wait till the building is built and it's out of your hands, it's out of possibly uh, building commissioner's hands, we, you know, worry about that tremendously. Number two, in terms of the HOA, the HOA only deals with how the members pay their annual dues.
14: Yeah, so it would be one of my suggestions as one of the abutters and potentially one of the largest abutters to make an amendment to that HOA so it addresses this because I'm sure that some of my neighbors could be also potentially using more of that system, even though they have existing buildings, so we'd want the same thing like kind of someone was taxing that system that wasn't us, we need a mechanism in the HOA that protects us against that, because if you're not, you may not have to change the size of the building but you could certainly tax the system and that would be unfair to us. So I I suggest that we meet to have the HOA. The HOA,
16: when established, um, used both the design flows of the building as well as the actual flows because we knew them at the time and we took the greater and the HOA has provisions that every other year that is looked at and possibly that schedule of annual payments Um, is revised. So if the flow
0: changes, you know. Right. So if,
16: you know, Humboldt left and um, someone came in that had a lot more office than they have now, there's a mechanism to adjust that.
14: Yeah, I, I get it. But someone could use the flow just because the use and all of a sudden they're taxing the system. We can come up with a lot of scenarios. My suggestion is we amend the HOA to you know to address this, right? That's it's a private system. We don't want our system not to work. Our our tenant's probably going to spend a thousand dollars a foot extra on top of what we're spending. Um. So trust me, they want this to work. And then in terms of the flow calculations, we you know can we talk about yeah, but that?
12: I may jump in at, uh, the
0: if here. I if I could just for a second, yeah. Mr. Yeah. McCarthy had a question. Sorry, I'd thank I'd like you, to, Madam
1: Chair. Yeah. I have a question. I'm going to if I may, direct a question to Tom and then to Councillor Schneider. I had listened or read the minutes from the first meeting, which I was not at, I was at the subsequent meeting. Once I hear HOA, I hear it has nothing to do with us. Am I off base on that? Because my immediate reaction is that I look at the chair and ask the chair to approach our Town Administrator for Town Council's opinion on it because I feel like it has nothing to do with us.
6: Probably has nothing to do with the Planning Board, it, you know, whether the extent to which the ZBA would choose to get involved in a, it's not a home, it's a Business Owners or whatever it is, association, but uh, yeah, the, one issue would be the the annual cost to each of the firms there that's gonna vary with the flow. The other issue is that if the flow from this building were large, there's probably a capital cost of modifying But doesn't
1: that, it's a private sewer system, so it has nothing to do, it's a private system. From what I've heard, and again, this is why I, I, I venture to town council, because what I've heard is there's a business association This is a private system that connects to the town and they have an infrastructure which they have supplied and they have an agreement on how it works. And as far as I know, and you know your experience in planning is huge compared to mine, it feels like it has nothing to do with us. And I just would want clarification, I think.
6: It is a reasonable question that I can't answer, which is the extent of control which the ZBA could exert or more subjectively should
1: assert over this association. So again, ZBA is not us, that's...
6: Yes, it is not us, fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> One less decision. But um, you know, I, I point out there's a user cost and then there's a potential capital improvement cost because you may have to upgrade or replace the entire station which would logically seem to follow primarily to this project if it's working okay with all the other projects there. Although, we didn't look at this for organogenesis, and I'm not sure the wastewater that organogenesis is gonna generate out of that building versus what the former user generated out right. of our buildings. So. Right,
1: again, it, it, that, to your point, it didn't come up before it's coming up now.
16: They're
1: not okay. No. No. All right. That's a good reason. But that's exactly <laughs> the point. That's exactly the point right. that,
13: the, the, that Mr. McCarthy is making. I think this is a totally 100% private uh, issue, like any homeowners association is, and I don't see how the town can go in and tell them what the bylaws should be, how much they should charge one another, who's getting this percentage, who's getting that percentage. This is 100% outside the purview, I believe, of any zoning bylaws, any planning board rules and regulations. Yeah. This is a. I'm not necessarily
1: saying that. I want town council's opinion because we've got people challenging one piece of it. I just, to me, it felt like it has nothing to do with us. So- Determining
0: the HOA. Yeah. The, the, By the same the, token, I would say that because we have the ability to deal with this now, possibly engineering-wise, that's what we want to try and do with CBA's help could you please identify yourself sir sure
17: i'm mike corey uh six lillian road canton i'm in a direct butter of the irish cultural center one of the members uh, for the record i'm also a member of the zoning board a zoning attorney and i've been counsel to mr barish and his development as well as the association i take strong exception with mr mccarthy and attorney schneider's comments um, it will be a town issue if there is an overflow and a taxation on that system and suddenly our neighborhood, that street, the the conservation land becomes like Provincetown was three weeks ago. That will be a disaster. What we're asking and what I'm very concerned about is that the the planning board at this moment has the opportunity to require as part of their approval and part of any further development, any further occupancy, that this um, developer and any tenants address what they need to address and serve as good members of this association so that the town isn't dealing with wastewater overflow. Um, I'm particularly concerned about that because the association's reached out to the builder and has gotten no response. That's why I'm here and I'm really, and of course I'll recuse myself when it comes to the zoning board but this needs to be addressed, and I will be speaking I, at the Zoning Board I, just want make, I want to clarify something. You put words in my mouth. I did not
1: say it was or wasn't. I asked for town councils- I understand. Opinion. That's not what you said. You now understand. That's not what you said. You said, I said it was okay, and-
17: You should... said, Mr. McCarthy, you said, I don't believe it is, and I want town councils right. view. Right. I think you're wrong, and I'm saying it on the record that I think you are wrong, and I'll listen to town council, but I'm. I, this is what I do as well.
1: Oftentimes, actually, with Mr. Snyder, you do it for a living. I don't.
17: I'm right. just saying that we have never had
1: it brought up to us before, and it's a business association. Okay. And I think, based and upon other issues, this town, including zoning, have made mistakes on. Yeah. the town council should step in, in my opinion, before we. Right.
7: Right. Well, my thing is, did you send? Did the homeowners, the business association, whatever it is, send a letter or anything to us?
16: I have sent a letter to both boards and I have made an appearance at this board. Right, I remember when you and were here. I communicated with the applicant um, well before their first meeting I don't know. Um, asking for a design
2: uh, of the Carl. <clears throat> And I was told that if it came over and surprised
16: them that we learned more about it. I gave them information on who to contact technically to find out. Exactly how it okay. works, and that they would work on that. And that discussion evolved into uh we don't know who the tenant is, so we have no plans to engineer it, and you know, we'll let
14: you know when we get <clears> to <throat> that point. So, for clarification, we have been in contact. And to clarify, the amount of investment that's going into this building is millions of dollars. So we have to design something if we need to def- to make sure that our tenant who's doing very important manufacturing and probably cellular gene therapies has zero disruptions. So that's so an understanding of safeguards. The other thing I'm is no okay, okay, of
16: dollars
14: of okay. Okay, so let me let
12: me speak, please. So let's have the engineer talk about flow calculations.
0: If you could please stand at the
2: mic.
12: Thank you again, appreciate your time. I just want to give you an update, you know, again, from the technical background as a civil engineer. Um, the proponent has already engaged a, a pump station design engineer. They've been doing an analysis on the existing pump station. They've reached out. They've already coordinated with the current maintenance company to kind of get the records. You know, basically prepare for this design. Echoing what Tom said is, this is a newer use that's been a big boom recently of this lab pharmaceutical. The the sewer generations can range very widely for this use and title fives you know it hasn't caught up to that yet so could you take a shot in the dark and do a title five design yes it would almost certainly be a throwaway design um, and and unfortunately you know a, a lengthy wait for the proponent who's you know been doing everything he can to address all the comments he's at his third third meeting now you know looking for approval what paul has done here i think you know he has given this great succinct uh letter that he was about to go through it lists a couple conditions one being sewage flow calculation shall be submitted to the town engineer once a tenant has been identified and before any occupancy permit is granted that would ensure before any flows are coming out of the building there would be something that. You know, the city, the building the building department, the town engineer would review and nod on, and I'm sure they would be happy to share that with the abutters as well. Um, there's also a proof of submittal to the town engineer. future sewage flow calculations, including process water, shall be submitted to the building commissioner prior to issuance of occupancy permits. So a little duplicative. This is stuff that we've been working through again with Tom Houston for the last couple months to come to a resolution here, and we think we've landed at a very good you know, compromise of and, and giving the, 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 the town the teeth that you need to make sure this gets done properly, in addition to the fact that they need to do it properly so they can have the tenants that they want and the successful development, so. Thank you again for the time.
0: If you could stand up at the mic, please.
16: As you know, we have no, as as Abutters, we have no standing with the town engi- town engineer or the DPW. We have standing uh, with you as a board and with Zoning Board of Appeals. Thanks.
10: Good evening, Stephen Connolly, 11 Cary Circle, member of the Board of Directors of the Irish Cultural Center. We don't oppose any development at all. We, we support our neighbors and we try to stay neutral. We just don't have any details, any information on this. I was here on another matter tonight. I didn't realize this was Uh, But I'm I'm sure if they're going to invest, you know, this kind of money, (coughs) uh, look into this pump station and and, and get it adequately taken care of. It's just that we um, don't have any information on it. We're a little bit in the dark at the moment, and we'd love to see the the plans and and have some experts take a peek at it. Thank
17: you. Attorney Corey. One last last thing, really briefly. Um, I certainly don't oppose development, particularly in this area. I did the zoning change that allowed for a variety of different um, uh, developments, uh, d- different uses of uh, property within this specific area. Um, and we're not asking that this not be approved. We just want this board to reserve rights with regard to um, requirements of, this, uh, of the tenant and the owner uh, with regard to the Adequacy of the pumping station, and um, if necessary, that if the pumping station needs to be upgraded, that the, um, that the owner or the tenant contribute what is required based on their, this, is, this development is going between seven and nine times the size of what is there now. Right. So, thank you.
0: Thank you. Anybody else from the audience wish to speak? Tom?
6: I don't think we can sit here tonight on the fly and come up with uh, the language that's necessary with respect to uh, the responsibilities for future wastewater generation. I think Mr. McCarthy's point is also of concern. I think maybe some guidance from council with respect to uh, the authority uh, of this board and the ZBA for that matter Uh, to delve into uh, a business owner's association. Clearly, there's a public interest in having adequate wastewater disposal. Uh, Somehow, it will be engineered so there's no... the, The system will operate properly. It's just a matter of how do we do that. And if it's difficult to do it now where there's not, I guess, a specific tenant identified... Uh,
0: but um, is it possible to do an estimation of different scenarios? Is that at all possible? I,
6: no, I, I don't. I don't think it would be uh, realistic <laughs> I mean, as I the, as the or, excuse yeah. me as as uh, I think we said there's a sufficient range of flow that that really wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be meaningful.
7: So do you think we can make it conditional? and let the zoning board deal with I think it.
6: we could formulate a condition which provides for the um, future ca- it has to be in the future because you really can't not approve the project for two years while they are trying to find a tenant. So I think it has to be done without a tenant. The matter is how do you craft the language that allows the project to proceed but protects the town It protects the immediate abutters in terms of making sure that it's adequately engineered. I would anticipate it's going to be adequately engineered. It's a major building, it's a competent civil engineer, I'm sure they'll have competent mechanical and process engineers that can figure it out. They can't do it now, so we've got to craft a decision, uh, craft a condition rather, that makes sure it is adequately done and that again relates to the extent to which we should do that where it involves a uh, business owners association. So I don't think we can do it tonight. I I would suggest the board follow Mr. McCarthy's recommendation and get an opinion, give us a little guidance, and we'll see if we can come up with a uh, condition of approval or perhaps we just identify the issue and. pass the buck to the ZBA and let them come up with a condition of approval. Could I request, since
13: we can't deal directly with the town council, but you can, uh, if you're going to uh, contact the town council to ask whether or not you have any jurisdiction over this to begin with, could you in the same uh, discussion uh, bring up Mr. Houston's uh, point of uh, drafting a condition and ask town council if that would be acceptable unacceptable condition uh, uh, for the plan. That's a great idea. So, so we, we have two. Well, thank you. Uh, the voice from uh, Minnesota. <laughs> I, I now have a fan in Minnesota. Thank you very much. Um, the uh, but in any event, I, I think uh, if you can ask the town council, there's two things. Number one, can you do this at all? But if you can do it would this uh, condition be uh, legal. Is that right? Would you agree, Tom? I think
6: they're the same thing. If you can do it and the condition being legal are the same thing. If you can do it, then it's legal.
13: The overall thing that that I think Mr. McCarthy was asking is a private HOA within the jurisdiction of the Planning Board and the Zoning Board anyway, period. That was the general question. Correct. Then I was trying to be more specific so we don't have a new rerun of this the next time around saying, here's the condition that we'd like the planning board to recommend and the zoning board to adopt. And is that condition, uh, well, I don't want to use legal, but it, is it within the province of the uh, two boards to, to do this?
6: You're requesting that the board craft the yes. condition. Yes, yes. Before they submit anything to town council.
13: Yes, and in a, in a, in a sense, to a certain extent, you already did, Tom. The, uh, well, your thing here, that by the way, these conditions are 100% out of Mr. Houston's um, uh, 36 page review. And I do notice that they're duplicative because they appeared in two different places in his review. But anyway, what he's got in there is sewage flow calculations shall be submitted to the town engineer once the tenant has been identified and before any occupancy permit is granted. So there's already a condition in there to deal with sewage flow calculations. Now the question is, can you deal with sewage flow calculations with totally five at HOA? That's the general question. And number two, if we can, and we put a condition in very similar to that language, I would think, Tom, that you had, that language is your language, by the way. I'm, I didn't make it up. Yes. I, I stole it from I, you. The, uh, Appreciate the credit. <laughs> but uh, And then number five is the same thing. It appeared a different place in it, and I didn't realize that I was duplicating this when I put it in there. The second one says Proof of submittal to town engineer of future sewage flow calculations, including processed water, shall be submitted to the building commissioner prior to issuance of any occupancy permit. Now, what you're suggesting, I think, is that that go a step further and say, and this is how we want to come to a conclusion on this issue. Uh, I I guess I am asking the the board to draft that since the board's raising the issue.
0: I think first we need to just ask if we have any say before we even draft a condition. If we have no say it won't matter.
13: That's true but if you have to go back to town council twice you know we got a lot of delay. Mm -hmm. Uh, How long is it taking you now to get a response from the town
14: council?
0: If I have to go find him where he lives in Sherborne, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm sure
14: you will. All right, I'll take that as a yeah. <laughs> all right. And we'll we'll look into it as well from a legal perspective. In addition to Paul, we you know, we have all types of attorneys that specialize in this. So okay. I don't do
4: sewer flow.
18: Right. I represent Capitol Hall on the design and construction of the project. Um, just to address a couple comments from Mr. Barish, one is you know, when we look at these buildings, they can be designed for many, many uses. It's not necessarily tenant specific, but it's use specific. So it could be cell and gene therapy, could be traditional biomanufacturing, could be more medical device manufacturing, and our flows could be similar to what the current building has, even despite the size, generate, just the size increase of the footprint. So if we were to go design to the worst case scenario, we're spending money on design, which is gonna show much larger pumps, a larger generator because the other thing that these tenants are gonna look for is to ensure that they don't have any downtime, right? So they have downtime, they have process backups, there's FDA issues, there's major issues that they're gonna have with their product. And if they, sh- if they lose months and months of product, you saw, you've seen what's happened with some of these things through the COVID manufacturing where companies had to shut down manufacturing because of you know, some type of uh, issue they had. They, our tenant may come in here and look at this and say, we're gonna have two separate redundant electrical services serving this building so that we don't have any downtime. They'll look at that, they'll do a risk assessment and say, we think that there's a potential risk for the sewer. To echo your concerns, they may say, we want another generator on there just to ensure that we don't have a potential sewer backup. If we have a light generator, we might not have to do anything to it. They may still go in and say, this is old, this needs to be renewed, we need to upgrade this. We're on board with making all those changes, recommendations, and the capital improvements to do that, and the tenant's gonna participate in that. We can't go out right now and provide a worst case design for a large generator, two generators, new pumps, duplex pumps. We're just wasting money and throwing out the door until we know, not necessarily the specific tenant, but the type of tenant, the type of process that's going in the building, <clears throat> very simply. Okay,
0: thank you. Thank you. Uh,
16: Jim Barish, my apologies yet again. Um, uh, there was some discussion in terms of uh, a business association amendment. Um, The problem that we have is that um, even if an amendment is passed by a majority of the members, it can be challenged. Uh, Once challenged um, and the board has uh, provided all their approvals, it's all steam ahead uh, for this development uh, during that challenge period. And while yeah you know, i've been to many of these meetings here in canton and and other places i've never said this before in my life but if if those um, uh, if if we fail as an association to get any standing with the town of Canton, we may need to exercise our rights in an appeal, and we would like to avoid that knowing that there is some time now um, to take care of traffic issues and what are what are our outstanding issues to put a design together. And like, like I said, yeah, do, do you have to design the worst case scenario? Yes, and if your tenant comes along, you're, you're, you're here in front of this board without a tenant, without a use. Um, and if your, your use changes, you step down, step down that design. I mean, that's, that's all we ask.
10: Thank you.
0: Anybody else have any comments on it?
6: My, my only comment was to design a pump station. You need to have a reasonable idea of the flows. You can't have these giant big pumps pumping nothing. So, uh, you you really can't design for the worst case.
7: Yeah, I agree. They can't. You can't do the worst case. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why we can't do it with the condition. Then go to town council. You know that because before they go to the zip, there'll be time. You know, with the town council before they get to the CBA, I, you know, I don't know.
1: I personally want to hear from town council before I, I mean, I'd vote down That's anything that, that my proceeded forward well. without town council's opinion on
0: it. Because there won't be a point of a condition if we have no say. What do you think, Jim?
12: I have a naive question. Okay.
18: <laughs> Please. Have you thought of bypassing
12: that pump completely and doing your own? can do that
18: I don't think we have the proper pitch I mean I
12: think technically yeah it's probably
9: yeah, the You don't have the proper pitch for where the existing up station is now can,
12: can we not yell from the back of the yes, room please. It's really If you're going to talk go up to the microphone completely. please I'm sorry madam chair
0: It's
12: okay <laughs> I apologize for not getting up the first time um I, I believe technically we would probably have to review the rights a little bit within that roadway but um as was said you know the, the site needs to be served by a pump station could it be a dedicated pumps a new dedicated pump station potentially but it would be a, a lot of additional infrastructure to put in to to do so that to me I think we thought it made a lot more sense to review the, the the existing station, which as Aaron said, you know, may actually be suitable depending on, on the, the use for the, the development before exploring a potential new dedicated pump station. Uh, but I believe that could be a potential option. If
13: I could just add one thing, one uh Mr. Barish pointed out exactly why this may not be something that the town boards can or should get involved in. He said if the seven members disagree among themselves, then you can have a, there's a procedure there for them to appeal as a private action. The town can't control that, can't regulate that, can't be a part of that. And that's precisely why maybe the town doesn't have any business being involved in private HOAs, whether residential or whether commercial. The, uh, the, the the private uh, agreement that they made many many years ago, and the late Mr. Conroy was involved in this. That's when that all came about. It's a wonderful idea working among themselves. But how does that fit into our bylaws? How does that fit into our subdivision control law? How does that fit into anything the town of Canton has? So uh, I think that just reinforces the issue why maybe we shouldn't be involved in this. That this is an HOA. Uh, matter and they they're they're one of the seven members now and there are bylaws very uh, extensive which i've read bylaws that they have to control what these people do but whether or not the the uh, town should be dragged into their private dispute is a question i guess for the town council
0: well to your point i know there have been occasions where we have in subdivisions actually requested and had Town council reviewed HOAs before we approved subdivisions, so I don't know w- when this original HOA was implemented. If that was actually done at all, in some cases it is done. So I wasn't sure. You were going to uh, speak, Attorney Corey.
1: I, I think Just, that's done. If I may, Madam Chair, I think that's done to make sure that issues that we've yeah, raised exactly. are in the HOA, same. not 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 their individual rules. Right, but same. Put but a plant on your left patio walkway. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, with,
0: with, ever, with, with which was agreed to in the decisions. Yes, that's correct. Attorney Corey,
17: very briefly, just to counter what Attorney Schneider said um, this is an HOA, it's seven individual seven private property owners managing a system. But the system, this isn't maintaining landscaping um, a, a private roadway, this is ensuring that a public critical need of not having wastewater spilling out to affect the public, the Canton taxpayers, is controlled. So this HOA, while it's private, is serving the public uh, and preventing a public disaster. Perhaps maybe the town should take over this pump station. and that way
15: the <laughs> town continues <laughs> to has control nothing to do with this board.
17: <laughs> the town c- can control this rather than throwing seven property owners into a private litigation involving a critical public need.
13: That's it. If I might just quickly respond to that. Canton Highlands, when it was established 30 years ago, had a HOA, had a private sewer system within their entire uh, subdivision. There quite a few lots. I think we had 35, 40 lots there. And uh, eventually got into some problems with it and had me go to town meeting and ask the absurd thing would the town meeting take over this system that wasn't working and was uh, causing problems to all of them. And believe it or not, the town meeting voted for it, stepped in and took it over. That's fine. Now that's the town of Canton's problem and town of Canton has complete control over it. But until you do that, until as long as you want to set up your own private, Pumping station and work that out on your own with no oversight of the town whatsoever. The town had nothing to do with it. The town was not a member, one of the seven members. The town has no way to go in there and say, "Well, we don't like the way you're doing this." Uh, now they're saying, "Well, now we want the town to get involved." I, th- I think if they want them to do involved, they should do just what Mr. Corey said: go to town meeting, ask them to take it over, the same way Canton Highlands did. And you might be as shocked as I was when they agreed to do it. They fight, although. I saw one voter's reaction that there. I don't think you're going to vote for it, Mr. McCarthy. But, but the, uh,
0: Mr. Uh, McCarthy?
1: I'd like to make a motion that we uh, uh, go to town council, get an opinion on town council, and come back on, hopefully, for September 7th. My experience with town council, which is limited because of the, the, the regulation has to go through town administrator, they respond. I, I am confident. Unless everyone is taking between now and Labor Day off, we can get a response.
0: I think because it's business involved, they may. I second
14: that. More attentive. Okay. But.
0: So, make a motion that we continue this to September 7th after a discussion with the town council about the HOA. David.
1: Second. Aye.
0: Kathy. Aye. Jim. Aye. Joe. Aye. And I'm an I. So, we'll see you back here on September 7th. Thank you. And any response or answer we get from Town Council, of course, we will share with you and we will share uh, with the members. Thank
12: you very much.
7: Thank you
16: all
14: for your time. All right, thank you. Thank you. This is going to be a big
1: meeting. I'll get another one. I'm out of time. Just teasing. (laughs) David. Probably would be better.
0: (laughs) No. I'd like to make a motion that we open item number six, 19 Marshall Street. I'll second. Actually, I'm gonna wait because I think Mr. Schneider's who is speaking. (coughs) If it's okay, we're gonna take a break for five minutes. back to the planning board on August 17 2022 time now is 8 34 p.m on to item number six which was an added item uh, 19 Marshall Street infrastructure supply solutions corporations Marshall Park LLC I'd like to make a motion that we open discussions on this I'll second David aye Joe aye Kathy aye Jim aye and I'm an aye. Good evening again, Mr. Schneider, Sir, Attorney Schneider.
13: Thank you. Yeah, I'm Paul Schneider, 779 Washington Street, uh, representing the petitioner here. And with me is Dennis uh, Sullivan, who's the uh, CEO. And the, uh, I wanna thank the chairman and members of the board for putting us on the agenda. Um, and I wanna particularly thank Mr. Houston. He went out uh, Monday when the rest of us were sitting on the beach and he went out and did his job looking at their site. And then came up with a uh, 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 review in 48 hours, so, so we very much appreciate that. The issue is two, uh, twofold. I'm sure Mr. Houston will go into it more detail. But we have a building here that goes back to 1915. Uh, it's uh, it, it's uh, non-conforming, grandfathered in because it was built uh, something like 37 years prior to us having a single zoning bylaw in the town of canton which happened in 1937 so uh, basically we're talking about uh, a modification to a non-conforming site in a non-conforming building second thing is that uh, almost everything we're doing is internal therefore it's not really before the planning board it's not before the zoning board it's only before the building commissioner so everything 90 percent of what they're doing is internal uh, there are some things that they're going to talk about in just a minute that are external and uh, that uh, they explained to Mr. Houston when he went out and visited the site. But um, why are we here if it's uh, if it's relatively minor? The plan- the zoning board feels more comfortable and often asks me to run something by the planning board just to get their opinion on it if I don't think it's necessarily something that's under the... Uh, zoning boards, uh, under the planning boards, uh, uh, to me, they just, they they like to hear what Mr. Houston and what the planning board has to say about site plans, even if the site plan is uh, relatively minor. So with that, um, I I would be be good. I think uh, maybe Mr. uh, Sullivan should speak for just a couple minutes and tell you a little about what's going on here, go ahead.
8: Okay,
9: Um, yeah, Paul asked me to come and just give a little background of, you know, who I am and what, what kind of company we are and how long we've been in Canton. So um, so my, my name is Dennis Sullivan. I'm, I'm the general manager, Ex- executive vice president for, for, for National Watermain. Um, I'm originally from, from West Roxbury, born and raised, went to CM, WPI, um, civil engineering, professional engineering background. Um, I, I was hired by uh, by National Watermain about 22 years ago to open up a, a, a branch up in the northeast, which I did, and um, and we we moved our facility to canton actually 25 marshall street where we're right next door uh, which where we kind of grew our company um national water we're one of 11 subsidiaries of what they call the Caroline corporation based out of chicago so, so we have offices from california to boston and we're, we're an environmental service company we, we have two components to, to what we do we're engineering service type company and an environmental contractor type company the, on the engineering side we have uh, robotically controlled cameras we, we get hired by cities towns we, we've done work in the, in the town of canton we, we've done work primarily in just about every every city or area in, you know in massachusetts and really throughout the northeast and we get hired either directly by city or towns or through their subconsultants to send our robotic cameras through through the underground infrastructure of, of city and towns municipalities and we provide what they call a condition assessment we, we we grade primarily the the sanitary sewer collection system and we, we give a grading on it we, we collect information on, on cracks and deficiencies and we, we ultimately give a report and that's the information that consultants use on on how to develop capital improvements of, of their infrastructure uh a lot of the work that we do is generated by um you know the the, the epa was created in the, the, the late 60s early 70s along with the clean water act that that really try to identify, you know, people, that, you know, agencies that are polluting the waterways and the information that we generate really kind of helps direct, you know, where those, you know, pollution elements are. So, so we, 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 we we're kind of finding, uh, collecting that data, but then on the, on the rehabilitation, the contracting side, we have techniques that have really been developing over the last 10 or 20 years on how to, you know, upgrade and, and, and rehabilitate the existing underground infrastructure. Um, what, one, of our, one of our growing services that we do is called CIPP lining. It's called cast-in-place pipe lining. And, and basically what we do is we form a, a pipe inside of the existing pipe, more on, the, on a sanitary sewer system. So, so part of the re- rehabilitation work that, that's going on with the, with the municipality uh, infrastructure it, you know, incorporates this, this newer technology of, of upgrading the, the sanitary sewer systems. And um, the CIPP lining service that we do, uh, we're pretty much the largest installer of that throughout the Northeast. Um, and the product that we, we utilize, it's, it's a system where we we go out to the street and we, we invert a liner through the existing manhole structures and we form a pipe inside of a pipe it's um it's a very cost effective um uh, method of, of upgrading the the underground sanitary sewer system so instead of you know a city or a town paying two or three hundred dollars a foot to dig and replace it we're able to go in put in this liner pretty much make it waterproof and, um, and upgrade the, the infrastructure with much less disruption, much more you know, uh, cost-effective method of, of doing it. And the, and the product that we use, this CIPP liner, um, the, the process of impregnating that liner with, with a resin is the, is the process that we're looking to put inside this building that we're right, right next door. Um, and uh, you know, I bought some samples together. Paul said, you know, we have to make this very, very short. So, uh, so that's basically, what we're looking for is, is to use this facility to, to make this liner. Right now, there's the, the closest facility that, that does this is in the New Jersey-New York area. And rather than shipping out, because we're installing so much of this, we, we have um, I, I run 150 employees out of, out of my Canton facility. You know, some of the employees and office people are you know live in Canton, so, so we've been part of you know the town of Canton for, for well over 12, 13 years now. Um, and it's just it's, it's growing to a fact, where we really need to kind of pr- produce this this material lo- locally and you know That's what we're looking to do in this in this building. Um, I Don't know how much more. No, you, that's fine yeah uh, I
13: I did tell, tell them that uh, we would stay very brief because they did add us to the agenda But I would like to uh, see if mr. Houston wants to tell what he's learned from the site visit If that's okay with the chair <clears throat>
6: Well, in, in terms of physically, the building is going to uh, contain equipment that will manufacture this resin-impregnated pipeliner, which is actually on the on the desk here, if you want to see what it looks like once it's hardened and put in a pipe. So they have a long production line inside the building. I told you, you didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, actually, he has a video. It's rather impressive. But anyway... The real question here uh, is what is the extent of site improvements that it is appropriate to require? In recent years, the Planning Board has been consistent in using opportunities when new uses are brought onto a site to upgrade the site either completely to current standards or at least in substantial compliance with with current standards. The plans that were submitted, number one, were preliminary in nature, so they couldn't be used to construct anything anyway. But the scope of the plans is very, very limited. They're not doing anything to the exterior of the site except right at this building, and not doing anything to the other major building that's on the same site which is substantially larger than this one. As you know, you really can't get site plan approval for part of a site. You either get site plan approval for the site or not. So a significant question, I think, is what is the extent of improvements that is appropriate to require here? The applicant, I'm sure when they go before the ZBA, will argue that you know, it's it's work inside a building, which essentially Attorney Snyder said. But there is an opportunity to look at the things that we normally look at on upgraded sites. The key being stormwater. And this is a pretty heavy site in terms of stormwater. It's two and a half acres of impervious. There's no stormwater system at all. Uh, there's no lighting system. There's no landscaping. There's pavement that's reasonably striped but there's no interior green I'm not sure the the parking spaces comply with the bylaw in terms of dimensions so what we'd normally do is we'd look at general upgrades to the site is that what we want to do here is it appropriate as I say the argument the counterbalancing argument is they can do what they want to do primarily inside the building the only things external to the building that they have to do uh, there are resin tanks which are necessary to supply the product that's put into the uh, pipeline here so there are two 5500 gallon tanks large with a containment wall around them uh, and there's also a 10 foot wide forklift road to go on one side of the building has a couple of bump-outs on the building and things like that. They're putting in a dumpster. But uh, there's not much external to the building that's being proposed. So that's the question. To what extent do we want substantial... Or we, want to, we would recommend in our report to the ZBA should there be substantial site upgrades or more akin to what's currently shown on the preliminary plans. Our report... Goes through point by point, telling you what you'd have to do to upgrade the site to current standards. Uh, and uh, question is, do we want to follow that path?
0: Um, you, the number. Do you know how many parking spaces you currently have? Just out of curiosity. How many on the you right? Parking spaces. Uh, yeah.
9: Can you? It's
6: about. It's about one hundred and forty.
0: One hundred and forty. Okay. I'm just curious. Uh, magnitude, yeah. Thank you.
9: We, we'll have about three or four people work. It's, it's not a big, we, we only need three peop, three or four people that work in the building to do this process. It's a small.
13: That, that's a similar thing we went into with the warehouse use. Uh, although uh, a warehouse might call for 100 parking spaces because of the size of it, but you only have two or three people inside. And so the right. zoning board always says, well, 10 parking spaces should be adequate. And we have the same thing here. The, uh, we're not adding. If anything, we're subtracting from the prior right. use. We're subtracting.
12: David, can I just get
1: clarification? I, I, I think I heard it properly. So the only reason why it, they have to come p- before us is the addition of the exterior storage tanks for the equipment that they are. He's been very good about pointing out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, is that is that? Accurate, is that what I heard you say? Or did I did I miss something?
6: I did not formulate it in terms of what the improvements triggered. I was just telling you what the improvements are. Okay. Uh, I, I could have, except I tend to be verbose, I could have simply gone over and pointed to the plan, I guess, but instead I described it, so. Could we have just a minute so they can
13: show you action on the plan? I think Mr. Houston did it very well verbally, but I think it would be good if you could just see how limited this the when is weren't oh,
1: looking. He was, he Yeah, he was the whole doing time. that. Oh, okay. He did. Never yes. mind.
0: Don't I don't have mind. of course I he's our help. vanna white. He did his great <laughs> job. Yeah, he did
7: <laughs> that um bump out. Is that new or there? No, down on the other end, the heavy square.
8: Uh, my name is David Feist. I am the project civil engineer with CMG um yeah this is an
6: exterior drum storage area okay um which is not there currently. that's proposed as Bad. well as a 10-foot wide just paved access path for the forklift
9: it's it, it's a pad to clarify it, it's it's yeah. a pad oh it's just
7: it's, just, pad with a it's just a pad
9: it's just okay, a pad okay yeah that's
7: what i meant like a little yeah,
13: yeah. I, I think the the key word that mr Houston just used was the word trigger if you're going to do a very very minor thing here it could trigger a very major thing it could get you into stormwater management of course which as you know is a hundred thousand dollar plus deal most of the time when you're trying to put it in there isn't any here it's grandfathered in they don't have to do it but the question is with the fact that they want to put those couple things outside where they belong they don't belong inside because they want to put those couple things should that trigger the whole uh, McGillah coming down on the heads for as he said landscaping and lighting and a parking plan and uh stormwater and so on and we're hoping that the planning board would, would uh, say not as long as there's limited to those few things it's unfair to trigger all that expense and all that time uh, for minor
1: changes and they, i think they are minor changes You're being so generous counselor <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're being very generous. I'm <laughs> sorry about you. No, uh,
0: Jim. Do you have any comments on it?
1: No. Where is that in uh, relation of Marshall Paper Tube, or is it part of Marshall Paper Tubes old building? Marshall
13: Paper Tube isn't there
6: anymore. I don't think this is the Marshall Paper Tube. That's, that's the yep. property there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that building is a warehouse just, for them. Yeah, they store yeah, the yeah. tubes in there.
12: There's, yeah. There's no there's landscaping there's there, there. there at all right now, right? No. There's nothing.
6: Or, or in that area in general, yeah, for that matter.
12: Sure.
13: Yeah, they are in a building. Their headquarters is in the building next to this building, and this building is where they're going to do this thing.
0: Go ahead, Mr. McCarthy. Uh,
1: I, I, I uh, some minor things, really, in my kind of go uh, why is have to trigger. My problem is. The next time a counselor on Washington Street comes before us and says, On this prior project, you didn't make them. (laughs) I would never do such a thing. (laughs) I didn't say you. There's other counselors on Washington Street. street. That's true.
3: Um,
1: So I'm looking at Mr. Houston for, I mean, I I know we can do each one individually, but it certainly sets some precedent when we're giving. I, I, I certainly can't make a decision on this tonight. I got to think about this because it's, it's, it's. Um...
0: Yeah, I think we need to look with the plans a little bit more. But um, what do you I'm,
7: think? You know, my my opinion is it's really minor stuff. The building's right. been there forever. Right. I mean, the you know, if they were going to add another building, if they were going to yeah. put on an addition, but I mean, for a couple of outside storage outside units. things yeah. to make them spend, you know million dollars I mean it's just not
1: we're thinking the same thing I'm just want, I'm just trying to avoid counselors coming coming but every it.
7: every project is different I mean you know and that's all you say we could every state in our decision different. that this is an uh, exception I understand I understand
1: <laughs> I just know <laughs> I that. Know.
7: yeah I just I yeah
1: know. it's by case by case basis
7: yeah exactly yeah. I, I know that
1: but case by case it gets thrown in our face <laughs> That's my that's my own I way just I think
7: these are just such small changes How tall are the two st- you're putting
0: in just out of curiosity you may have said it already
7: 80 but. by 200 feet no just <laughs> well
0: you're putting a water tower in that's different <laughs> <laughs>
9: I'm totally joking <laughs>
6: yeah I believe the drum storage area is really are there are there walls around that Dennis or that just basically just a yeah, pad there are, with there are it, low walls on the uphill side so, yeah, so like wouldn't be animals. much higher but there's than, no stru- it's not a structure no structure like and, like and then the addition on the side in the tanks will be no higher than the existing building that's there currently oh okay yeah, there, there is a potential, I forgot about that. There, there is a potential building addition in the uh, corner on the left there. Yeah, right, I there, saw squaring that. Off, yeah, right there, the squaring off the building. But it's small.
13: Yeah, I, I think squaring off is a better word than addition. It's not really much of an addition. It's the squaring off of that corner there. But um, I know uh, the, one thing they tell you in law school, never ask a question you don't know the answer to, so I'm going to violate that right now. And because I'm going to ask... I I'm assuming the reason you're not putting the stuff inside and avoiding being here tonight at all is because of safety is that correct that they have to be outside the things you're putting outside isn't that right yeah, yeah.
1: thank God that was the answer counselor
13: <laughs> but the uh, you know other, other it, it could be inside and then there wouldn't be any site plan approval. it will just be the building commissioner but I think the fire department would rather them be outside but because of that I'm hoping it's not triggering the whole performance standards. Uh, Like the last one, uh, Mr. Houston, quite rightly so, asked 42 questions. And uh, we just don't want to go down that road if the project's a small project.
0: To your point, counselor, um, the building in the back, the particular structure you're going to be building, what's going in there is not um, something explosive, correct? Or is it something combustible or no? On, on an unsafe item like you would not need to put a safety fence around it and indicate danger or anything like that it's something the fire department would be concerned about too
12: yes the fire department would be, be under their purview okay yes
6: the the resin is flammable mm-hmm. there are reactive i learned this monday i'm, I'm trying to you know, <laughs> that's what consultants do they learn things and then they come in and <laughs> talk like they know all about it but um, yeah. The, yeah the uh, the two little bump outs there uh, one of them contains flammable material and the other contains uh, reactive materials I okay. guess so, so that's why I'm that's far why they're there. on the outside of the building
0: that makes uh, sense and they're so, far away from each other yeah. okay. and
6: the, the resin is flammable so there's some issues, but I mean, they can work those out with the fire chief.
13: This this is before the zoning board, and I'm positive that they're going to make a condition of a decision that the fire department approves what's going on here. Fire department has to approve it anyway. Yeah, they but, have to, they have I'm to sure yeah. I'm sure they'll underscore that. For sure. Yeah,
7: they do the storage.
0: And you, and just because I'm devil's advocate, none of your neighbors have had any issues with you guys going to do this at all. You haven't had any comments. I, I know you're in an industrial area, um, but okay. nothing you've heard.
9: So. Well, I, I'm a neighbor <laughs> yeah, it's a Building right next door to us, but, um, but there's no,
0: they sit in a, I know it's an odd place because I know no. above all's over there too. Yeah. Um, it's, there's no
13: residences up there. The only residence that was there, we took down, we demolished it, which uh, decreased the, uh, impervious portion of this, uh, somewhere between 450 and 900 square feet. So that's a, that's a plus, but, um, there aren't any okay. residents up there. That would other Decreased tax okay.
1: revenue, I think you meant to say.
13: <laughs> the, um, no, I have the, I don't know if I have the abutters list with me in this file, but the abutters list was very, very small. It was- That's uh, what I figured, I just, just wanted to know. Just a few people. Because most of us don't ever get
1: up to Marshall Street. I need to mull it over, Madam Chair.
7: You need to mull it over?
1: I need to keep thinking about it, I, I can't.
7: Okay, but I, I don't know, I don't even, I don't know. It's funny we can't make any decisions tonight. But I don't know. I think this one's I don't know. I I mean I can. You can make a motion. That's what we do. Well, I don't want to make a motion if people don't want to approve it. Well, you could just make a motion. If you make
4: it,
14: I'll second it.
7: So, what do I make a motion for? That you accept the plan. Um I make a motion that we um, send a favorable recommendation to the Zoning Board of Appeals. The only condition I would recommend is that they definitely have the fire department. Right. For 19 Marshall Street with the um, condition that the um, fire department take a look at the storage issues.
14: And I'd like to second that.
6: And that would be on the preliminary plans submitted, which show minimal site upgrades.
0: Right. So you're saying that we should not approve it because of that? No,
6: I, I'm just, just trying to clarify I, yeah,
0: just saying what, yeah. what yeah.
6: we're approving. Right. Uh, there currently are only preliminary plans filed, but they show um, minimal improvements. You don't need to make the preliminary plans definitive if you're not going to improve anything. So they're okay to make a motion on. I was just trying to clarify that the motion is to approve it as submitted, which results in... Only the improvements that are shown on that plan,
0: right? So that means we'd approve it as is. In other words, yes, yeah.
7: yes. Right? With the with the with the with the uh, recommendation, the condition that the fire department look at the storage.
6: Would... That was a lot more it's... precise. <laughs>
7: approve it as it
6: is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Joe seconded it, and Jim.
1: Aye. David. No.
0: I'm a no. Aye. Okay.
7: And Joe. Aye. Up, oh, three, two. Yeah.
13: Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I'll I'll see you in two weeks anyway. So. <laughs> yes, no
2: matter, will. No you will. Thank you. Have you go a good matter. night. Thanks uh-huh. for your patience.
13: I'll be back. I think it's three weeks. <laughs> is, is that a threat? Like I'll be back. <laughs>
0: yes. yeah. Say it like Arnold Schwarzenegger, attorney general. <laughs> I also
13: went to see him in <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, are you sure you don't want the demonstration of this thing,
1: how it works? You... I've actually
0: seen it online, believe it or not. I've seen it done in subdivisions up in Canada. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> uh, I'd like to make a motion that um, we yeah. review and approve the minutes for July twentieth, twenty twenty-two. I will second. David.
2: Aye. Jim. Aye. Joe. Aye.
7: I'm an I. Kathy. I'm an
0: I. Like to make a motion that we adjourn this meeting tonight from I the will. planning board.
7: I'll second that.
0: 8:57 p.m. <laughs> Kathy. Aye. Joe.
4: Aye.
1: David.
0: Aye. Jim. Aye. Thanks for watching, everyone. Stay safe and have a good night. Thank
2: you.